Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this, and welcome to the podcast that will soon be charging you $25 to watch <laughs> and check us out. It's another episode of It's a Black and White Thing featuring A1 and A Ward. You can check out every episode of It's a Black and White Thing wherever you find the good podcast. Um, rate, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check us out on YouTube where we are live now um, at Brains and Bars. Um, yeah, please like, comment, subscribe, share the broadcast. We appreciate all of you who have been checking us out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Salute to all of you guys. Um, you can also follow us on socials on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by going to at Brains and Bars. Check us out. We got content posted there. Um, if you go to my TikTok handle at A1TheLP, that is all letters, I've been posting clips from the show as well. So you can check us out there as well. Thank you for everyone who's been watching uh, the content there, the clips that I post. Um, and uh, yeah, as you can see, I don't do this show by myself. As you can see, the gentleman who is <laughs> trying to get his lighting and his life together right now. What's it's a black on? and white thing. It's a black and white thing. That's the episode today. It's a black and white thing. I'm struggling over here. I'm struggling over here. What's going on with you, man? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Not a whole lot. It's, um, it's that week. It's that it's that it's that week, man. It's the uh, the week of all weeks. So yeah, one of one of the best weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it should be a national holiday. We should shut down the the city, or shut down the the state, the country, I should say, and yep. enjoy the the first uh, opening weekend of March Madness. Um, it should be a fun one. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Got a little bit of battle rap news. A little bit going to get into some sports stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, at, let's let's get into the show. So first things first, we're going to start off with uh, battle rap, um, and we'll get into the the quick story. We only spend you know maybe five minutes talking about this because I think we both. Well, I, I know you said your piece. I said my piece mostly in, in group chats and not publicly. But we're going to start here. We're going to start with caffeine. <laughs> I like URL. caffeine free. <laughs> hey, sometimes you know I'm not I'm not the bar guy that you are. You know what I'm saying. But every blue moon, you know, right. I, I, I do a little bit. I do a little bit. Sprite <laughs> caffeine yeah. free. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, URL's <laughs> Kings versus Queens Four is coming up this weekend. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, but they, uh, as you know, they normally broadcast live and for free on Caffeine. But the, the fans were alerted to a change in scheduled programming as they sent out a note that Caffeine would be charging $25 for you to unlock the broadcast and be able to watch it. And it comes with a VOD that you can check out for six days. Um, and so, you know, I just want to get, you've kind of shared your thoughts on social media, but for the show, if you want to give your thoughts and feedback, because this has been a hot topic in the culture. So your thoughts and feedback on caffeine, no longer offering, uh, free events. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, man. I, I kind of was like tweeting a few thoughts on what I, uh, what I thought about it and some of the responses to it kind of opened my eyes to a few things. Um, I think one of the biggest things uh, is that I, I believe most fans have kind of like grouped URL and caffeine together as if they are, you know, one, you know, so they're so they're looking at it as all oh, URLs charging us twenty five dollars and they're also making us pay eight dollars a month. You know, and I think what what most people need to understand is that they're two different entities, you know. URL is, you know, is URL who has an app. You tr- you get eight dollars a month to purchase and be able to view this entire catalog of battles. You know, that's another thing we get mixed up. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> we seem to have lost Mr. Ward. We'll see if we can get him back. So while we are waiting for him to return, <laughs> I guess it'll be on me to carry the segment until I can add him back to the chat. So, uh, well, 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 hold on. So I'll say this while he's getting himself set back up. So here's my thing. I know people have been giving URL a lot of flack for them changing their minds or, or I shouldn't say changing their minds for their stance initially was we offer you live free content. We're not charging you pay-per-views. They're not over, uh, over price pay-per-views. We give you live and free events, right? Now, and hold on so, a second. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that that was part of the performance. See, fans, when they see the stream drop, right, <laughs> and they're paying $25. It was a performance bar. It was a performance bar about the stream gotcha, drop. Gotcha, gotcha. It's, like, it's like a fake, it's fake choke, fake choke. It was, it was a fake choke. It really, it really was a fake choke. <laughs> Man, shout out to the God 3. It grabbed that water, A1. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but what I was saying was, you know, you get to you get to pay this eight dollars a month for the entire catalog, and a lot of times fans believe that well, we've seen all the battles already, so I'm only paying eight dollars a month for these new battles, you know. And so that's kind of a a, a a thing that I think that kind of rubs them the wrong way in believing like, hey, we're double dipping. Now I'm having to pay eight dollars a month for these new battles, but I'm also paying twenty five dollars to see these new battles at the same time, and so. I think that's one of the issues that fans had. The second issue would be the timing of it a week before. So, you know, I know that there's probably never any good timing, you know, for to say, hey, we're going to start charging $25 instead of allowing you to have it for free. Um, but uh, but I think $25 is reasonable. You know, I think it's a reasonable price. Um, and I think you have to look at it like this. It's like caffeine came jumped on with URL and started funding a lot of battles and putting together a lot of free events live and everything, you know, and started giving battlers, you know, jobs and basically providing them with the ability to make good money and for the world to see them through this app. And at some point in time, caffeine was going to be like, Hey, yo, we need some of that back. You know, like we we need to get some of that back. So, um, so I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. Um, but I definitely think the rollout of it was 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 not was not good was not good at all. And I think that, man, me and you both know that in branding, marketing, and whatever it might be, it's like the rollout is everything. You know, like I've heard tons of great songs, and people didn't roll out the single the right way. You know what I mean? And it was just thrown out there, and it was like, you know, dang, if, if this could have really been rolled out the right way, it might have had, you know, some. It might have been profitable. It might have been, you know, people might have gravitated to it. So. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not upset with the twenty five dollar uh, thing. Um, I think that the big thing would be to continue to hold URL accountable to with their app dropping battles and dropping events in a timely manner, so that you know fans are like, hey, you know, I, I pay eight dollars a month. You know, I, I need to get what I'm getting because right now, um, you know, you, you look at No Jumper and they release P B Magic verse Pass. And it's not doing great numbers, and no, and no Jumper has four million followers, right? Because people go to No Jumper for interviews, not battle rap, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to see AEW podcast DNA, you know, dropping on my URL app. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't mind. I don't want to see that. That that shouldn't count as what my eight dollars is going to. You know, I go to the URL app to see URL battles. I shouldn't right. see one rounders off of Miami's league that were just bought because some guy on it battled from URL one time or whatever. You know, like. 
That's that's what I think. I think URL needs to be more account, held accountable with what they're dropping on their app in a timely manner to make me. I feel like if everybody believed that their $8 was worth it right now, they wouldn't be mad about the $25. They're mad about the $25 because in the most recent memory, they're like, yo, this $8 ain't worth it. I'm not here for I'm not here for the podcast. I'm not here for this or that, you know. So, yeah. Dope. Looks like my uh, my nephew Cadence is in the chat as well. Remember, he was telling you that Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah. is the greatest defensive player of all time. So we can we can touch on that later. But uh, good to see him in the chat. Mom in there too as well. So, but yeah, that's that's my take on it. It's like it's not it's not it's not unreasonable, but the rollout was just bad. And I think if fans were very happy with the eight dollars they were spending per month to URL right now, it would have alleviated some of that pressure. Yeah. So real quick, I'll I'll add this. You know. Um, it is a business. I think uh, Alan Foster said battle rap's a business. And in order to see our favorites, we have to pay for the services. Yes, this is true. But I also think, you know, I think someone sent to you a notice that caffeine had sent an email out to yep. their base saying, hey, this change is coming. Right. So if you want to be able to see this content, it's going to be going behind a paywall and you're going to have to pay to see it. At the moment that that email comes out, someone from URL probably Beasley, it's got to start working on uh, putting together a video where he does like the little somber voice like he did when he talked about yeah. the pandemic. And he's like, you know, when sometimes <laughs> we have the best blade plans of mice and men, right? Like, and he's got to come <laughs> out and say, you know, now this is, you'll still be able to watch your favorites live on the world's most respected, right? Look, but yeah. he's got to come out and alert the fan base to say, hey, this change is going to be coming. Whether they do that with the final announcement of Charlie Clips and Jazz, whether it's a special announcement separately on its own, when that email comes out, they got to alert their fan base to let them know, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. And expect this change, right? And you can't do it eight days before. I don't think a lot of people were complaining about the price. Um, there were some who were complaining about the price. I don't think people, like you said, were complaining about the timing of when the information came out and that making it, you know, inconvenient for some. Um, now, it's, you, like you yeah. said, I think also like a face. I don't think it should have just been a message from caffeine. You know, like I think that, like you said, like like there should have maybe been a video, you know, a breakdown of, hey, this is where we're going with it. You know, don't be alarmed type thing. But, yeah, anytime you just throw a, a message up there and all of a sudden it's like, hey, by the way, it's twenty five dollars. You know, I know URL doesn't have a lot of staff, but, you know, that's 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 the time for that Madden in-game coordinator <laughs> that you speak about in football. <laughs> Somebody on the sidelines to, like, reach over to URL and be like, hey, I see what you're doing, but <laughs> let's do it this way, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and I'll say this, you know, I work in the, in the shipping uh, and mailing in industry, right? And so, you know, I work with FedEx, UPS, the Postal Service, yada, yada, yada. If one of them is rolling out some massive change, Right. Like most people I know the Postal Service, you know, raises the rates on on their uh, mail all the time. That's not a, a massive change. But if FedEx, who is our primary vendor at my job, if we decide to do if they decide that, you know, that 1030, ten thirty a.m. is going to be. Um, no longer the, the the overnight standard, right? It's going to be 4.30 now. We're not delivering everything until 4.30. It is upon me to then alert my customer base to say, hey, guys, this is a huge change that's happening within FedEx. I want you guys to be aware of this change. It's going to take effect on this day, right? 
And it's also yeah. on me to figure out how to that's that's something completely different, how to navigate that change as on, from the business side internally. But, yeah, they got to let their customer base know this is happening. This is changing. And I think they're still going. it's better. People are going to complain, period. Um, but I think people are going to be a lot you know, cooler about it. Um, if they're notified in advance. So y'all let us know what y'all think about that, man. Um, and uh, yeah, we're glad, glad to hear your comments. So for this next segment, I'll let, speaking of Kings versus Queens, sorry, wrong one. Speaking of Kings versus Queens, let's get into that. Um, that is coming up this weekend. And I'm, we're going to play a little game here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to set a timer. So when I do this in post production, I'm going to set a timer that you'll be able to see on your screen. It's going to be three minutes on the clock. Um, we are going to seconds. have. I'm sorry, you're right. Ninety seconds, not three minutes. Right. Ninety seconds. Grind time. Grind time rules. Ninety seconds. Ninety mm-hmm. second round. I'm going to run through the card, and you are going to tell me, give me your predictions. You only have ninety seconds. If you do not, if the timer runs out and you have not given your prediction, we just won't get to hear it on the show. So this is going to for- force you to make sure that you are concise, elaborate on, on the battles that you want to elaborate on. Um, and yeah, so let me get let me get the music queued up. We got the, we got a whole little production going on. Oh, so really? Music, okay. Yeah. Let, All me, right. let me get the music queued up. Uh, let's brought see. to you let's by see. Cadbury eggs. Commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here eating an eight pack of Cadbury eggs. That <laughs> oh, seems very pack. healthy. That seems very healthy. All right. So here we go. Can you hear that? Right, that does not sound like Rocky Top. It is not Rocky Top. I'll think about that for future. Well, licensing. Oh, uh, yeah. So, there we go. Yeah, yeah got to get the free stuff. All right, All right. Well, we got a jingle. We got a free jingle. Got a free jingle. All right, so I'm on a solo, then I'm going to bring you in. Sound good. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Everything Good, the Battle Rap Prediction Show, where we put battle rappers on the spot and have them predict who's going to win upcoming events. Coming up on the show tonight, we have a gentleman who is the pride of Knoxville, Tennessee. He is currently ranked number 10 by the champion panel and champion of the year. He is coming off a career high performance against former woman of the year, Vixen, but previously before that was 30 by the dog, Big K and handed a 30 sack of work. Please, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. God is Good. Hey, Yo, Yo, I'm good. here. Oh, I almost <laughs> had it. I almost had it. <laughs> yup, yup. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this. Um, let's go into this. So I'm going to put three, I'm sorry, 90 seconds on the clock to make sure I can actually do that. That's a minute and 30 seconds for those who do not know, for the uninitiated. Yeah. Minute, 30 seconds on the clock. We're going to go through the Kings versus Queens roster, and you're going to give me your predictions. And starting... Hold on, let me make sure I get the first one right. All right, starting now. First up on the on the card, DNA versus KCJ. You got Yo, first, first off, do I have to listen to this music the entire time I'm doing predictions? Is that how that works? I thought it was the intro music. If so, okay. Pause. Hey, this is this is all new to us. We're gonna pause it. We're gonna pause it. <laughs> stop stop his time. Stop his time. Shout out to Joe Stop my time. This crowd reaction. This crowd reaction. Stop my time. <laughs> all right, hold on. Let me and actually I'm glad that you stopped me because I had it set for an hour and thirty minutes, not a minute and thirty seconds. So <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy. Our, this is our pilot episode of this game show and it got canceled already before the first question. 
All right, let me get back there and let me stop. Thank you for that lovely music. I'm going to have some applause come in as well. But anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so let's know. Let me set the clock and starting now. First battle, DNA versus KCJ. Who you got? All right, so DNA versus KCJ. I have this battle pretty clearly to DNA. I believe KCJ is um, good, solid, formidable. Um, the thing about KCJ is, I guess, that she has this thing about when she battles against guys that she makes them choke, right? So they can't get their material out. Well, DNA is not the one. DNA is not the one. DNA is not going to choke. He's not going to stumble. He's probably going to freestyle. He's probably going to have a crazy haymaker about the fact that she does that. And I think DNA wins this battle clearly. I can't remember the last time DNA battled. I also think KCJ has been off for a while as well. So they should both be well rested. But I got DNA clear in this battle. 2-1, possibly gentlemen's 30. All right. Uh, one minute and six seconds because I screwed up the timer again. So Shotgun Suge versus Shunia the Rapper. Who you got? In this battle is a battle where Shotgun Suge has been on a roll for a long time. He's been talking a lot of trash. He feels very snubbed um, from last year's Champion of the Year. He's booked battles with Bonus. He just battled Kid Slade. He's battling Shuni the Rapper now. I think he is on a... Um, a uh, trajectory to where he wants to prove that last year was a fluke and he's going to win this year. Shuni is in a same position that an A Ward was in just a few weeks ago in the, fact that, she in the fact that she lost a big battle and she needs a bounce back battle three weeks later. This is my upset pick of the night. I'm taking Shuni the rapper 2-1 edge over Shotgun Shook. 19 seconds, New Jersey twerk versus coffee. Boom. Wait, I have to do it all in 90 seconds? Yes, you don't get. I thought it was seconds. New Jersey twerk. twerk, clear body, best New Jersey twerk we've ever seen. Let's go. Five seconds. Tay Rock versus Miss Hustle. Tay Rock. Two, one. Charlie Clips versus Jazz. Jazz the rapper. Two girls win. Three guys win. Kings win tonight. I guess I wasn't clear. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> I didn't know. It was I was like, oh, okay. Why does he keep saying a minute six? It's <laughs> No, it's a minute. So the next time we do this, it will be a minute and third. That's why I said before the show, I was like three minutes or 90 seconds. But oh, I okay. Where I get where I screwed that up. Yo, Cadence, we're going to hire you. Cadence is really good with audio, video, editing videos and stuff. We're going to we're gonna hire you. We're going to hire you, Cadence. You're going to have to come in to our, our chats and, uh, and facilitate. This is what happens when you do things on the fly and you just kind of just go, hey, I'm going to try this. So thank you all for tuning in to the pilot episode of everything good we'll be back whenever there's another event to read to, to <laughs> predict all right so i'm i'm not going to spend too much time elaborating on this i got the guys taking every battle except for jazz i got jazz winning that one i actually had the guys taking every battle about 30 minutes ago and i was like man i don't want to get that hate again as i did last time <laughs> but uh I got, I got love for for female battle rap shout out to the ladies donate to uh Wody. Um, they're trying to get to six thousand. They're about six hundred dollars short last time I checked. So make sure you guys donate to that. Um, and yeah, but good luck, ladies. But yeah, I got the guys taking all of them except for Jazz. So yep. um, let's see. We got up next on the docket. All right, March Madness is here. We talked about it. Open up the show. Um, you know, it's. I'm going to be honest. For me, I am not into basketball the way i used to be football has taken up a lot of my sports consciousness 
And so, you know, to be able to focus on the NBA and focus on college basketball now is pretty cool. And I'm going to be completely honest. I have no idea who's going to win. I have no I. I mean, Houston, maybe. KU, KU's been up and down. KU's been hot, but then they've been up and down. Um, dang, who's the other? Purdue? I mean, are we really trusting the Big Ten team to, to do anything? Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Who's I mean, it's not team. anybody. I mean, let's be honest. The hottest teams the hottest teams right now are not the one seeds. So who, who in your mind, who are the hottest teams coming into the tournament? A Duke would be probably one of the hottest teams coming into the tournament. With that said, Oral Roberts, who plays them, has won 17 straight games, you know. Um, so, like, there's teams like that. There's teams like um, I would have considered Vanderbilt to be one of the hottest teams, but they, they didn't make it, you know. But, I mean, there's teams that have just, like, been their trajectory has been this, you know. Um, so, I mean, Alabama yeah, as the one seed. Alabama. So there we go. Yeah, I'll give Alabama won, won their conference tournament. But, you know, you got teams like Kansas who just got thumped by 20. I would say Texas is probably one of the hottest teams right now um, as a two seed. Um, and I would say Arizona is probably probably a very hot team. Um, but, yeah, you got you got teams like uh, a Purdue that's that's lost a couple in the last, you know, eight, eight, eight games. You got um, Kansas that just got thumped by 20. And I think they even lost. Um, the game, the last game of the year, but to Texas. So they got thumped by Texas twice in the last like week. Um, and then you got, you know, um, Houston who just lost to Memphis, lost to Memphis. Um, absolutely. Now they were now, I don't know what Marcus Sasser is. That is how you pronounce it. Sasser. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he had a growing injury, so I don't know what his health looks like for this tournament. Um, but yeah, so, so there's not a lot of teams and, and and we both know that parody is going, uh, I mean, it continues to be very relevant in college basketball. Um, one of the things, though, I will be interested to see this year and in the forthcoming years is the fact that, you know, we talk about with with the transfer portal, how mid-major teams now are losing a lot of those a lot of those those teams like the Northern Iowa's with Ali Farouk Manesh that was, you know, senior driven, you know, or the Creighton's and teams that's got, you know, four juniors and four seniors. and They've all played together forever, you know, and yep. so some of that stuff is kind of gone, you know, now since these these guys can transfer immediately. Um so yeah, I'm with you on that. There's no, there's no, there's no real like shoe in for for who's going to win the national championship. I'd say Alabama is probably the hottest and most easiest pick right now. I'd say Texas is probably a close second for me. Oh, so I'm on a, I'm looking at the bracket right now. Uh, Alabama's number one overall seed. They're in the South region. Arizona's the two. I wonder how bad Arizona was. They won the Pac-12 tournament. They beat UCLA, but they got shipped out. To the south, where you, whereas UCLA, now great, I think UCLA might have had the the better overall season, and maybe that's why they ended up being the number two seed in the West, uh, where that region was in Vegas, where Kansas. Well, I think Kansas. I'm not, I'm not really want to get too deep into seeding, who got screwed on seeding, but I do think Kansas in the Big Twelve, one of the, probably if not the best conference in the in the nation, it's right behind the Big Ten. I think people would say between those two. Um, I think they had 10 more quad one wins than Houston did. Tougher schedule, tougher. They also had yet. seven quad one losses, too. So that was I think there were 17 and seven in quad one wins, which is crazy because that means they paid 24 games against, you know. And I think that 17 is the most ever. Right. Quad yeah. one wins by by a team. So in one season. So but still, when you look at the fact that they had a much tougher road to hoe. Right. And Houston, again, they're playing. Granted. 
it kind of next year, I believe we're going to get a chance to see Houston and Kansas go head up because Houston's joining the big 12. Yeah. But you know, Houston playing in the American athletic conference, the AAC, it's not as tough. It's tough a league. I think they went undefeated in the conference up until that last game against Memphis. So, I mean, you know, like Kansas probably should have been in the Midwest regional. They didn't make it. And then they have one of the toughest outs if they were to make it to the regional final in UCLA to try to make it to the final four. So that's going to be one to watch. I mean, like I said, bro, like I, I think college basketball is really hard to follow these days because you have so much movement. You have players who are one and done. And because of the transfer portal, guys are transferring two, three, four times. Now, the NCAA has put in some, you know, kind of prohibitions in place where you can transfer once and play immediately. You transfer again, then you got to sit out a year. I still don't think that's going to deter players from moving. Guys yeah. are going to, if they think there's a better situation elsewhere, they're going to take that opportunity and move as soon as the season's over. And we've already seen that a little bit already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking up this bracket, man. Like, I favor some of the SEC schools. I think Mizzou's going to be a fun team to watch. Um, I think you mentioned Texas. Texas is going to be fun. Indiana, I think, can be again. Their Big Ten schools to me are just they're they're enigmas. They beat up on each other. They get high seedings, and then we get to the Sweet Sixteen, and there's like one or two of them left. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm look jump over to the other seed. Am I looking at everybody here? Anybody else I'm interested in? Marquette. That's going to be a, a good team. How much? I, it's is, weird. It's weird to say this, but what, like a sleeper team for me is actually Gonzaga. I, I think like when Gonzaga has been like the one seed and like, you know, different things in the past, you know, and kind of had the target on their back. Like, you know, they've not they've not produced necessarily, you know, with Gonzaga sitting there at a three with still having Drew Timmy on their team. Well coached, uh, you know, great. I think pretty nice size win against St. Mary's in that championship game, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Um, you know, if they can get a couple games under their belt to where they're playing really well, I think Gonzaga has a chance of making it to the final four. Yeah, I think K-State's going to be interesting because if they win that first round game, they'll get potentially Kentucky. And Kentucky oh, yeah, I think K-State can make it to Sweet 16. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at this. I think K-State can make an Elite Eight run. It just yeah. – I, I haven't watched enough of Marquette to, to – to know for sure. I know they got uh Shaka Smart who runs that press, you know, who's gonna press you for yep. 40 minutes. If you can break that press and K-State has a bunch they of they have the guards. They have the guards. They have the guards and their experience too. They're not freshmen, yep. they're all a senior late team. So that could be a team that can make a run. Miami's a school that they're kind of up and down, but they I can see them making another sweet 16 elite eight run. So yeah, man, like yeah. the Tigers is that's a good one. That's a good one. But again, they might have to match up with UCLA again in that regional where they, you know, had that classic in the final four a couple of years ago. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, y'all let us know what y'all think, who y'all got. Also, while we are here, we the show has a bracket challenge. Um, it's been posted on our Facebook. I'm not Facebook. I need to post it to Facebook, though. It's been posted on our Twitter page. Ward has retweeted it. I'll make sure I continue to get that information out as we continue throughout today, tomorrow, and then Thursday, because you have up until Thursday at 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock, it will lock. First place will be a $100 gift card from the show, so please make sure, spread the word. You only get one bracket, though. You're not going to get multiple shots. You get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. you got to lose yourself. Anyway, so 
Actually, sure you want to win. You want, you want to win, guys. Don't let it get twisted. He said you want to lose yourself. But in order to get the $100 gift card, you want to win. So, and also know that, I don't know if he said this, but it is free. It is free to enter. It doesn't cost any money to enter. So, um, if you want the information, hit us up on our Twitter. Text us if you have our information. We'll send you the link. We'll send you the password. You go in. You pick your bracket. What's to lose? You know, you're not putting any money into it. It's fun. You pick the teams you think are going to win. And so whoever comes in first gets $100, you know? And Absolutely. I think we're going to try and throw some merch in there, too. So it'll be fun. Absolutely. So we'll clip this down, get it shared to socials. Join in if you want to be a part of the show. And we'll be uh, made the best person win. Um, and good luck, because last thing I'll say about, about March Madness, women's tournament. I don't follow college basketball, women's college basketball, hardly enough. I have South Carolina. South Carolina. I was going to say, South Carolina <laughs> or the field. South Carolina. I'm taking South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. All right, so let's jump in. Uh, sorry, jump into NFL free agency. Um, there's a lot that's going on. Let's start in the hometown. Let's start in Kansas City first. A couple of things that happened over the last week into this week. First off, Orlando Brown Jr. and Frank Clark. Um, seems like their tenure with the Kansas City Chiefs is now done. Orlando Brown wanted to receive uh, a, a contract uh, for, you know, a long-term contract to be a left tackle, probably looking for a top of the market money. They have not been able to reach an agreement. Frank Clark, they tried to restructure his contract to keep him in Kansas City for a couple of more years. They were unable to reach an agreement. And it seems that their 10 years with the Chiefs have ended. So with that in mind, I'll ask you this. I've had, I had a homie, shout out to the homie Mano um, at, at, my, at my barbershop. He talked about, Frank Clark should make the Hall of Fame just because of his postseason success. He's number three all time in postseason sacks. I compare him to Julian Edelman in that way. Julian Edelman didn't have what you would call a standout regular season career, but in the postseason, he holds a couple of records, I believe maybe for touchdowns and maybe receptions because of his time with the Patriots. So I'll ask you, Frank Clark, is he simply Chiefs Hall of Famer? Because that I think that could potentially be something that could happen, where he ends up ends up in the Ring of Honor, or does he have an outside shot at potentially be being a Hall of Famer because of his postseason performance? Is he like is he like Robert Ory? Is he is that is that basically ah, like is he the like equivalent? Um, I like that. I like you that. know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not mad at him being in the NFL Hall of Fame. I mean, if you're talking, I mean. A lot of stuff relies on postseason, you know, like a, a lot of a lot of the way we we create narratives, the way we talk about the goats, who's the best of all time. We we wait the postseason at 70 in the regular season at 30, you know. So if we're if we're talking about all of these in our narratives, why all of a sudden with the Hall of Fame, would we not say that the postseason? Uh, what up, Smoke? Uh, that the postseason would not, you know, ha carry a, a big weight. And he's he's top five, you know, all time in sacks in the postseason. That's wild. That's a wild stat. He's past Reggie White. You know, he's 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 literally one of the greatest defensive line postseason players of all time. So yeah, I don't I'm not mad at him entering the Hall of Fame. Um considering that he doesn't have he doesn't have like terrible regular season stats, I wouldn't say, you know, um so he's not like he just for some reason, you know, come postseason he just turns into, you know, but I mean I, I think that yeah, I'm not mad at it. So I'm looking this up right now. All time. Number one, Willie McGinnis, 16 sacks in the postseason. Number two, Bruce Smith. And then third, 
Frank Clark, 13 With 12? and a half sacks. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. So that <laughs> is – He could very well finish his career as number one. Depending on what team he goes to, right? So, I mean, I think the Chiefs put out a statement that made it seem like his time was done. Like they thanked him for his time and everything that he's done. And so I don't think there will be a reunion for him. So depending on where he goes, if he can latch on with a, you know, say San Francisco, if at, if the price is right, although they're cash strapped as it relates to the cap. Um, but if he can latch on with a team that is, that has a shot at making the playoffs. Yeah. Like he's got a good, he's got a good opportunity. So um, as far as Orlando Brown Jr., let me ask you this. Do you think that he, so he wants top. I mean, I don't know if he wants top, tier top of the market number one left tackle money but let's just say he wants top three do you think orlando brown jr has earned over the last couple of years now remember let's let's kind of do some history here before i ask that question he started out with the ravens as a right tackle he wanted to play left tackle he was traded to kansas city um in 2021 that was his first time in his nfl career but that's not true he 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 had covered for ronnie stanley playing on the left sides but Mm -hmm. full time the Chiefs represented his first time at playing a full season at left tackle. Last year, mm, this year, mm, better in the playoffs, but it was still kind of, mm, you know, kind of shaky. How do you, how do you think, do you think he's worth Trent Williams, Larmy Tunsil, Caleb McGarry type money? No, I don't. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I think, but, and I think that I read an article today that said most teams are looking at him at back on the on the right tackle side. Like as far as like if he's if he's not, you know, gonna in, stay with the Chiefs, you know, a lot of the teams are, are looking at, at putting him back on the right tackle side just from um watching film and different things. Um and I think one of the biggest things is is I think the Chiefs offensive line, like I think that they I think that he's replaceable, you know, um on a left tackle standpoint from the way he's played. And I think that's why you know, it, it wasn't good fit for the Chiefs. He wasn't. Gonna, I'm not saying he won't get that money from you know for another team. You know, you know another team that's trying to protect their quarterback and maybe he's had just a bad you know uh, a bad you know history with offensive linemen. Somebody might go and say, "Hey, all right, cool, let's let's do it." But I don't think that for the Chiefs it was worth all of that money. And I I, I firmly believe that you know they're going to make some moves and they're going to be able to position themselves to pay somebody less and and still have an offensive line that is as good, if not better next year. Okay. Yeah. I, so I, you know, shout out to the homie Reese Nichols uh, or Maurice Elston as his, as his pen name is known <laughs> the contributor for airhead pride, but he's talked about how there was a lot of help that was given to both tackles, both Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown jr. In terms of chips, shifting the line, either one way or the other, um, or moving the pocket so that it can allow Patrick to do what he needed to do. And Patrick Mahomes is a wizard, right? Like he's incredible. So he, they talk about sacks being a quarterback, quarterback stack. Uh, I'm sorry, a quarterback stat. And so he's able to do a lot of things through his own pocket movement, getting the ball out quickly, play design to help the offensive line. Now, in Chiefs news, um, they signed Jawan Taylor, a free agent from the Jaguars who, so the idea is that he's going to be at left tackle, um, but that he could, based on how the chiefs operate in the draft and through the rest of free agency, he has versatility where he's kind of like Orlando Brown. He spent his entirety of his career on the right side, and then they could move over to the left. 
Um, so we'll see what happens on that end in that regard and whether or not he plays right or left. The Chiefs go and get one of the top tackles in the draft. And then Darnell Wright, go grab him. Go grab him. Mm, I mean, so Darnell Wright, his 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 testing, his numbers came back really well. People started to look at his tape and they're thinking that maybe he might be. I'll use Tyler Smith as an example. Tyler Smith was somebody. Right. No, 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 no. Oh, you're talking about, okay. All right. Tyler Smith, Tyler Smith was drafted by the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, I know you're uh, about. 21st pick of the first round. There was a lot of, uh, I guess, pandering or, or a lot of criti- a lot of criticizing of Jerry Jones for making that pick. But when Tyron Smith got hurt, Tyler Smith jumped in at the uh, left tackle position. And I think he played pretty well. He played a couple of spots on the line this year. Mm-hmm. And I think he played pretty well. So it could be one of those situations where the Chiefs, obviously they're picking 31st. Please remember. Um, <laughs> please remember that uh, that the Dolphins do not have a first round pick this year. So, you know, they'll be picking 31st, that maybe the Chiefs jump up in the draft to try to grab one of those tackles. So we'll see what happens in that regard, though. That's That's the hometown news. Um, they also re-signed Tershawn Wharton, who tore his ACL last year. So I like Tershawn Wharton. He normally plays defensive tackle on rushdowns. Like, like to see his how he improves going forward. Can he become more of an impact player and more of a three-down player versus more rotational? And I think that's pretty much it on their free agency moves so far. I haven't. I don't think they've done anything else. So we'll continue to watch and see what happens with Juju, whether they bring him back, whether they bring back uh, Juan Thornhill, and what other moves they make so i I see this message from smoke so i want to answer this question real quick before we move on to nationally um and he asked what can my dolphins do to get over the hump i mean i feel like the dolphins have been making a couple of interesting moves right they went got jalen ramsey and the trade from the the rams who that's a fire sale like they're tearing it all down right now they released bobby wagner they're not sure about matt stafford the dolphins get um, like I said, they get uh, Ramsey. And they also made another move in free agency, right? Am I missing something? I don't think so, no. I thought they made another move that I really like. Was it they a safety? Signed... No, I thought they got a linebacker. Hold on. Let me look this up. They re... Did they re-sign? Uh-huh. They might have got the Titans linebacker. Did they get the Titans linebacker? I think they got David Long. I think they got David Long uh, from the Titans. I think you're right about that. That's a good call yeah. by you. Let me see if I can find it real quick. They re-signed Jeff Wilson. Yes, they got David Long on a two-year deal. They also got uh, Mike White from the Jets. So I feel like defensively they got Vic Fangio, who's a, a boss defensive coordinator. Right? They get Bradley Chubb in the trade. They go and get Jalen Ramsey to try to help their, their cornerback <laughs> room. They get David Long. And so I think that they have a team um, that defensively that was already pretty good to begin with. And they added some solid pieces. It's all about Tua. Can Tua stay healthy? Because yeah, they, that's, the, that's when he's healthy. I think that they were over the hump, essentially, you know. Um, but I just think that, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not mad at that either. Um, I think that, yeah, I think they were over the hump, but I definitely think it just, it's with Tua, you know, it's the health of Tua and it's the, you know, just, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be healthy. And that's, that's, that's kind of where it starts. So. Yeah. So if Tua's healthy, <laughs> they're, that's they're dangerous, that, man. That can be very formidable. Um, so let, let's, let's talk about this, man. Let's, let's get into, stay in the AFC East and Aaron Rodgers. 
So let me ask this, and maybe you know, and I'll look it up and see. Is Aaron Rodgers still a member of the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, I think because, actually he's been. I think he's. I think he's been gone from the Packers for a couple of years. Really, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still. He's still a member of the Green Bay Packers. I have not seen anything okay. that has changed on that. So, and this is why I asked that question because based on what I'm, what's being reported, you would think that he, he the trade has been announced, it's been completed, and he is going to hold a press conference in New York tomorrow to discuss the move that was made because a, a tweet came out from Diane Rossini of ESPN yeah. that said that Aaron Rodgers uh, <laughs> had a wish list of players <laughs> that, that he wanted the Jets to uh, pursue and acquire, right? So here's the list of players. These are former Packers ex- ex- or well, I guess they're, they're former Packers because they're not currently with the team as of now. Alan Lazard, who just signed a deal with the Jets today. Four year, Mercedes Lewis, and then Odell Beckham Jr. Now, shout out to my shout out to my guy Trent. Trent goes, Well, I don't think he's demanding they get them. He's just, it's just a wish list. You know, it's just like my kids for Christmas, they have a wish list of things that they want. And I I either can get it or I don't. And I go, Trent, you can't be this naive. This isn't a wish list. This is if you want me to show up at your facility and be a part of your team, I need those four guys. Now, maybe, this is now his look. artist rider. This is I need green M&Ms in a bowl, Fiji water, you know, like, if, and, you know, like I only stay in Marriott. Like this is this is what he's saying. Like, bro, like this is like this is I don't know. I'm going to make a wrestling analogy here. This is the click. Like, I don't know if you uh, if you understand, like, the backstage history of the WWE, but the click was Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Triple H, X-Pac, um, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Like, these three, those five gentlemen ran roughshod over the company, that, and they had the fate to either make your career or break your career before mm-hmm. uh, Hall, Nash, and X-Pac went to w, I'm sorry, WCW. WCW. Yeah. And, like, this is what this is what he's doing. He's like, I, if you want me to come to New York, I need the posse. I need to click. Yep. Like he's he's Vince McMahon, and they're the Main Street posse. So he's Aaron Rodgers and the Cheesehead, the Cheesehead posse coming to New York. Like if you want yep. me in your squad, that's what I need. And I am as pro player as they come. I too often, excuse me, too often in free agency, I get frustrated because fans who have more in common with players side with the billionaire owners and they ask players to take a pay cut. Why don't you, why don't you Lamar, why do you need $250 million guarantee? Why can't you just take less for the team? Who do you think you are? I actually heard that on talk radio this week. Who do you think you are to ask for that much money? They want them to take discounts. They want them to take less years. They want them to take all these things for the sake of the team, something they would not do in real life, by the way. In their own lives. No one's taking a pay cut in their own lives, not voluntarily. And they ask these guys to do things that are frankly, like some, I heard somebody say, what's the difference between 230 million and 180 million? 50 million. That's the difference. <laughs> like, like we're not talking about $5. Did you see dip- Rush Hour 1? $50 million. <laughs> what are you getting at? <laughs> I need my bread. I need my yeah. bread. If I put in this time. And so, I, my thing with Rodgers is this. 
I want this trade to happen because I want to see what the dynamic of this team will be because he's all. So I'm going to make one more tangent and I'm going to bring it back to Aaron. Russell Wilson, I don't know if you got a chance to see the article in The Athletic, but they talked about Russell Wilson, how he basically separated himself from the team. Right. He had an office on the floor with the coaches that only like you had to be summoned to this office. You couldn't just it was like an not an open door policy where just anybody could show up. Right. Aaron Rodgers, to me, by saying, I need these four guys, if you're going to get me to come to your team, I need these four guys. To me, you're coming into the door separating yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are my guys who are coming to my team. If you're the Jets, bro, what are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. Again, I look at things from a player perspective, but I'm also I also work in middle management. So I understand what it's like to be in charge and then take take orders. Right. You're giving this guy the keys to the kingdom. So if he shows up and he for two like years Robert, for maybe, maybe two, maybe years, three, <laughs> maybe right. It's not even like he's going to be there five or ten years. He could show up tomorrow and be like, man, Robert Sala, I don't like him. Get him out of here. What are you going to do? Because you've already, if you go and sign all four of these guys, by the way, one, four, 25% of the way there, if you just go get his former Packer guys, because who knows what's going on with Odell and where he'll end up. But if you and they're all his, pass catchers, too. You know, all he, pass didn't, catchers. He, didn't, he didn't say safety. He didn't say, you know, something like that. You know, we're coming in here. We're like, all right, Gary Wilson. All right, Elijah Moore. All right, I think they already they already uh, cut uh, Barrios. Or, I don't know. I don't, they, 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 they did. They cut him. They yeah. Cut him. But they're basically coming in here and saying, like, this is my, my my pass catchers and me, you know? Like, now, granted, Garrett Wilson's incredible. Elijah Moore's really, really good, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's kind of a weird dynamic to come in there and say, hey, like, you know, I need my guys too. Yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah, like you – and I get it, right? I, you see this normally happen on the on the organizational side when you have a new coach come into an organization and he goes and gets his guys from the team he just left – or maybe some guys he had been with at other stops because they do understand the offense. They do understand the defense if they're a defensive-minded coach, and they can help the players get acclimated to the new system. But it just looks weird. And if you're Zach Wilson, how do you feel watching this? (laughs) 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 Zach Wilson Wilson didn't make it out the crucible. (laughs) 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 We don't know who Zach Wilson is anymore. That's hilarious. (laughs) I'm just saying, but like you got your homies on Instagram, like if you come, we'll burn the cheese heads. Like we we you come 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 ride with us, come be down with the team, openly campaigning. It's like, bro, I'm still here though. Like, yeah, like you know, at least cut me, let me go someplace else. Somebody else will or trade me or something. Yeah, you know, and I, I mean, like, I don't I don't know, bro. Like, I think that situation is wild to me that you basically have this guy who again, I, on the flip side, shout out to Aaron for looking out for his people. Yeah. Looking out for his guys. Hey, if you want me, I you got to bring my guys. You normally see this kind of thing happen in the NBA more so than you do the NFL, where you have a player who says, hey, you want to sign me? Uh, KD. KD did this with uh, DeAndre Jordan. He was like, hey, if you want me to come, I need DeAndre. Obviously, Kyrie got to come with me, too. And there you have it. Right. Like and they make yeah. it happen. So y'all let us know what y'all think, man. I just I it's wild to me to see that happen. That basically you have teams who are just acquiescing and just bending to his will. Yeah. And it's you're basically, like I said, you're basically giving him the keys to the kingdom for the next two years instead of surrendering two first round draft picks and just going to get Lamar Jackson. 
Just, Tom Brady just, didn't even do this. And he got the Super Bowls. Well, he did, right? He did. I mean, he, he took he, Gronk, but he wasn't. I don't think it was and this, Antonio this, Brown. On this. And Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown okay. was also part of that deal. So, I mean, he did it to a degree. But the thing was, Tom Brady already signed. It's yeah. not like Tom Brady was like, well, in order to get me, you first yeah. have to go and get Gronk. Then you got to go get uh, yeah. Antonio Brown. And then I'll consider joining your team. He's going, I think tomorrow, Aaron is scheduled to be on Pat McAfee's show. Shout out to Pat McAfee. He loves some um, Pat McAfee. And maybe we'll we'll get some more information. And other free agency news, I want to get this off my chest because, you know, it is, it's been a long time coming. The Las Vegas Raiders made a change at quarterback. Yeah. You want the, you want the solo? You want the solo? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Let me get this banner off the screen right quick. I might actually take the solo because we all yeah, yeah, all yeah. Much madness. Yeah. Let, let, let me get the solo real quick. Let me get the ISO. The Las Vegas Raiders made a change at, at quarterback and they went and signed Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't even know how many years it was. I don't I really don't care how many years it, it was. <laughs> I think it's four years. He might got 60 million. I don't I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because he's no longer my problem. He's no longer my responsibility. I no longer have to deal with my friends, my family telling me how Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback, how he's a quarterback of like he maybe he's better than Trey Lance. Maybe you guys made a mistake in going to get Trey Lance, which could be true for all I know. But all I know is, is that Jimmy Garoppolo was not the quarterback for the 49ers. I thank him for his time. I thank him for what he's done for the organization. Look, facts are facts. The team was trash. When it, from the Harbaugh, not Harbaugh, at the end of the Harbaugh era through the um, Tom Sula and Chip Kelly era. But now he's gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, oh, witch, the wicked witch. We no longer have to deal this anymore. You know what I get to do now on Sundays? I get to watch my team relatively stress free. You know what else I get to do on Sundays? I'm going to go online and just search hashtag Raiders. When Jimmy Garoppolo has had a week where he goes 14 for 27, one touchdown, one interception, does barely anything to help the team win, and yet they somehow escape by a field goal, and Raiders fans are complaining about how bad he is, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump in their mentions, and I'm going to say, all he does is win. That's all he does is win. He's a good quarterback. He's better than Derek Carr. Look at their record. They're seven and three. Look at what look at what they were last year with Derek Carr. All he does is win. He's a good quarterback. And I'm just going to assault people over and over and over again, just so they know how it feels. I wish I lived in a town that had Raiders fans, predominantly Raiders fans. Just go, I could show up and just say, all he does is win. So to Jimmy, good ratings. I hope you have a great career. No, I don't. You're not going to have a great career because you're mediocre. You're not good. And I hate to say those things, and I do wish you success, but it won't happen because you're not good. Devontae Adams on Instagram cussing. He mad. They done traded Darren Waller. Matter of fact, let me get let me bring you back. Let me bring you back, A-War. I'm going to bring you back. They trade Darren Waller. What are y'all doing? Do you not I like ate, success? I ate two Cadbury eggs while you was killing. You know, I was, I was over here. Like... Can you make sense of that? They got rid. I used to think Jimmy G was a good quarterback. I used He's to think he not. was a serviceable quarterback. Yesterday, that changed. And let me tell you why. Apparently, Jimmy G is, I wouldn't know this, <clears throat> considered to be one of the most attractive quarterbacks in the NFL. Sitting there watching Sports Center, 
Rachel, who knows nothing about sports, hears Jimmy G goes to the Raiders. She's in the kitchen. Jimmy G went where? (laughs) (laughs) I said to myself, how do you even know who Jimmy G is? (laughs) 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 How? Like how? And then I said to myself, yeah, he's terrible. He's he's terrible. He, he's not any good. He, I, now I know why he. Now I know why he has made it through his entire life succeeding. That's hilarious. I have that is that is funny when you have your wife like kind of catch you off guard with like a comment about <laughs> about the attractiveness of another man. So I'm going to use it as an example. We're going to go see Creed. Uh, three this weekend. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I forget the name. Now I'm blanking on my man's name. Uh, hold on. Majors, majors, and of course, I'm in the. I'm asking the wrong person because you probably never seen the first Creed. Jonathan Majors. I ain't seen neither of them. Wait, and there's three. This is the third, right? This is the third one. This is the third one. So, Johnny Majors. Oh yeah, I know Johnny Majors. No, not not Johnny Majors, Jonathan Majors. Got you, got you. So, like, we're chilling, and, like, you know, he got in incredible shape for this role, like, incredible shape. And, like, a picture of him flashes across either my phone or the screen, and my wife was like, whoa, what have we here? And I'm like, dang, just throw it in my face, why don't you? <laughs> just throw it in my face. You know, so, hey, you know, I... I don't know. That's that's a funny story though. But yeah, sincerely, Jimmy G, I do thank you for your service. What 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 little service you provided to the 49ers. He got you to the Super Bowl. Listen, he was on the team that got to the Super Bowl. He didn't get them to the Super Bowl. Although I always say this is this is a this is a true statement. For three quarters, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He that did. is that cannot be debated, that cannot be disputed. He couldn't he and in usual Jimmy fashion, he could not go four quarters of complete football and they lost the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I know you got a you got another spot you got to be at, man. Like anything else you want to talk about NFL wise? Well, we won't get into NBA because I know you got another engagement coming up. Anything else you want to talk about? Nah, nah, I think I'm good. I think we've touched on everything that Darren Waller to the Giants is interesting, but we can touch on that next time. Um, if he can stay healthy, there's not been That's really too many. Crazy. Yeah, there's not been really too many other big, I guess, free agency news that I've seen really um, outside of cars with the stank, the Saints, um, Michael Thomas staying with the Saints. Um, really? Yeah, they re-signed him. So he's uh, yeah, but no, I'm good, man. And then, yeah, we'll make sure we get on NBA free agency and not free agency, NBA uh, playoffs. I mean, I think we got 15 games left. You said earlier. Um, yeah, it's about it's about fifteen left. So, by and the that way, West this, is still the, from four to thirteen. I think the West is still like a game or two games. You know, everybody. So it's kind of kind of crazy. Every game, Trent, get out of here. I ought to kick you out of here. I ought to kick you. I ought to kick you out of the chat. Uh, <laughs> he broke my whole train of thought. Yes, the every game is important right now. The Lakers are in ninth place, so they are right now in the play in, creeping up. OKC, OKC is in 11th place. They're just outside the play-in. That's a fun team to watch, man. That's going to be a fun team to watch. Very the Kings, fun. if you don't have league pass, you probably have not seen a lot of the Kings. America's going to be introduced to Sacramento in the playoffs, and you're going to like what you see. They play really hard. 
Um, yep. They're a good team with a lot of good pieces. And so actually next week, if you want to join, you're more than welcome to. But we're looking to, I'm looking to link up with uh, Danny Thompson. Um, he works for the three point conversion as an NBA writer. Um, I, I don't know if he still covers the Charlotte Hornets. I know at a certain point he covered the Charlotte Hornets. So he's going to join us next week to help us break down everything that's going on with the NBA. Uh, we can talk about Kings versus Queens uh, before we get into that uh, into NBA talk and recap yeah, that. Um, yeah, man, until next time, it's been a black and white <clears throat> and white thing, man. We appreciate y'all joining us. Um, I'm going to work on uh, everything good. We're going to we're going to refine it. We're going to refine it. We'll talk about maybe not. It was real Jimmy perfect. Garoppolo-ish today, but you know we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it to where it, to where it needs to be. <laughs> facts. That's facts, man. So yeah, shout out to the Cowboys. They did get Stephen Gil- Stephon Gilmore. We'll talk about that. They did as well. They did fifth for a fifth round pick. Yep, yep, fifth round pick. So we'll talk about that, man. Listen, if you have any questions for the show um, that you want us to get into for the next week's episode, please hit us up on all social media at Brains and Bars. Um, remember to like, rate, and subscribe. You can find us wherever you find the good podcast. You can find us here on YouTube as well, live every week. Um, please rate, review, like, share the broadcast as well. Um, and until next time, man, we'll holler at y'all. Y'all have a good week. Oh, I'm sorry. I am awardmerch.com. I am awardmerch.com for all things award related. And until then, man, y'all be easy. Peace. <laughs>